We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MBW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in. But why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parm. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Right, as we always do on Thursdays. Get him on the horn here in a uh, in a second. From a news standpoint, really the only bit of news yesterday coming out, uh, Davis and Igmanosin headed to Tennessee. He was in the uh, the student directory with the volunteers yesterday, and then Neil subsequently confirmed that with uh, with the cornerback himself. I did. So, uh, I did. Texted back and forth a little with Davidson last night. Yeah. So that is uh, the one thing in news. We'll get into a lot of stuff today. Talk some NFL. Talk some college sports. Uh, you know the drill, as it, uh, it usually is here on uh, on Thursday. So as we go to Jeffrey in a second, I'll tell you about the uh, Oxford Exxon Highway Six West in Oxford. Blue Sky location, lunch specials change every day, but they can help you out. They can uh, take care of dinner tonight, ribs, wet or dry, call ahead, have them wrapped up, ready to go, plenty of other options. They've got chicken, they've got sides, desserts, and more when you stop in for fuel or whatever in the convenience store that they have to offer up and down I-55 and throughout North Mississippi as well. And coming to you from the Clark Ford studio. You think if I close that blind, it'll kill some of the glare? Uh, probably would. I'll probably, try it. No, go ahead. something I'll, I should have yeah. done. All right, I'll, I'll put the camera on me. There you yeah. go. Yeah, Clark Ford, Amory, Mississippi, 662-257-1900. Call that number. Ask for Corey Clark. Tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for. He'll send you a quote within 15 minutes in business hours. Right to the bottom line. No hassle, no haggle. You get your quote. The rest completely up to you. You can shop that quote around or do what I've done, what I recommend that you do, and that's hop into a Clark Ford today. Corey and the people at Clark Ford, they want to be your car guy. They want to be your truck guy. They'll prove to you what that means when you make the call. 662-257-1900. Jeffrey Wright will join momentarily on the MyPerfectFranchise.net hotline. If you're a displaced corporate executive or you're wanting to put your career in your own hands, maybe you're an experienced entrepreneur wanting to diversify. If so, Andy Andy Ludicky can help. He's a longtime Rivals board member, a diehard college football fan, franchise veteran. He owns multiple franchises and businesses. He uses his expertise to help others find their American dream through a very thorough and free consultation process. So call Andy, put your life and your career in your own hands. It's 100% free. So what do you have to lose? Find your perfect franchise at myperfectfranchise.net or contact Andy at andy at myperfectfranchise.net or you can just call him, 
973-9901. So we'll go to uh, Jeffrey Wright here in a minute. Is he ready, Mr. McCray? That's my understanding. Okay. We'll go to... Uh, Look at that. He's like a cat. He's so quick. Yeah, no, that's exactly what I was thinking, too. Cat quickness. Uh-huh. Cat-like. Cat-like. What about like... the cat coverage? The cat coverage? <laughs> yeah, because I'm like cat coverage where you see that cat, you cover them. Uh-huh. <laughs> How are you? Oh, boys. I couldn't be any better. Oh, wow. It must be nice to be that good. Tell me about it. Mm. You know, there's just nothing more refreshing than waking up in the morning after staying up till midnight to watch Jordan Poole um, just abuse a second-year defender and make a layup. I take it the Grizzlies. I I I I got. We were on the road. I got back late. I wake woke up to make sure Carson got in okay and then crashed. I have no idea what happened last night in the NBA, other than I did listen to the second half of Hawks' Thunder, which was an interesting game. But um, The Grizzlies have now lost four straight. Steven Adams is out for probably a month at least with a strained PCL. Um, I don't know. I just think the Warriors are just so – I got was well ahead of this train. I just think they were one of the least likable teams in the NBA. Well, you know who you're talking to. I mean, <laughs> I despise. I, mean, them. I, I yeah, hate them. I was I was there even before the Durant thing. Like, you got to remember, I grew up with Bay Area people that like couldn't even tell you what the NBA was, and then all of a sudden I had to watch them get flooded with Warriors content. It's like, oh, oh, please! Like, I would just throw it in my mouth. So, take the four game losing streak out of it. They lose one twenty two to one twenty last night. Warriors outscoring by eight in the fourth quarter. What's necessary? I mean, there's actually a thread on the board about it. It's the reason I'm asking. I mean, is there a move? I mean, or can they can they win the West with the current roster construction? I mean, where do you sort of see them season-long big picture at this point? I mean, I think it's very obvious at this point they view their move is going to be the addition of Danny Green. And Oof. Danny Green on paper does fill a need for them, which is another shooter. But Danny Green is eight months removed from an ACL and a PCL. And it's not like Danny Green's athleticism was the the hallmark of his game before that. But, you know, I, is that a – I don't necessarily know if it's unwise because I think my biggest problem with coverage of the NBA beyond the cheerleading aspect, which is just kind of a different animal, yep. my, my biggest criticism of it is we cover the NBA as if – the only thing that matters is moves. It's like a GM centric coverage of it. And, you know, I, are the Grizzlies a perfect team? Well, no, but that's kind of the thing that I was going through last night. And Neil, see if you agree with this. This was kind of how I like, let's take a look at the actual contenders. All right. You ready? Yep. Boston. All right. I think they have the fewest flaws, but they got a rookie head coach. You know what I mean? Yeah, they have a rookie head coach, and they only have the one guy, Tatum, who I truly trust in crunch minutes. Like and they, we saw they, it last they, year in the playoffs because of the usage rate and exactly what you're talking about. Like I think he kind of broke down in, in the finals because they literally asked him to do so much for so long, and Brown 
Brown could not give him any help. Yeah, the, the, the criticism of him in the finals I always thought was really unfair because he's out there on the floor. Brown, Brown completely ran out of gas. And so your next guy is like Marcus Smart. Well, Marcus Smart's a defender. I mean, you're, yeah. when you start asking Marcus Smart, hey, we need 25 from you tonight, that's not, that's not what he brings to the table. I mean, that's, that's going to the steakhouse. That's going to the, the place that serves fried chicken and saying, I, I'd like filet mignon. I, I mean, okay, cool, but that's not what we do here. I mean, he's, a, he's an elite defender, but for that team, your points, I mean, you're getting off to a really good start. And people are like, oh, my God, they're going to talk NBA for a minute. We will get to the NFL in a second, I promise. But, yeah, Boston, Boston's the best team in the East. And yet, I wouldn't put just a ton of money on Boston to even get out of the East because they're flawed. Everybody else chasing them is flawed too, but like their flaw is, if historically, is a fairly big one. They they have one consistent offensive star. Yeah, and I mean, and then you then you move to Milwaukee. It's like, okay, well, we saw with Milwaukee. They have to have Middleton and Holiday all healthy. Yeah, Middleton's health is one of the absolute wild cards in the East. If he's healthy, and they've proven it, if he's healthy, they're a title contender. If he's not, they're not. All right, the Nets, we've seen with them, okay, they clearly have two of the like transcendent-type offensive players of a generation. Yep. Are, are we really saying in the playoffs getting stops doesn't matter? No, stops absolutely matter. So they have to offense their way through it. And if KD is completely healthy, and I think we are seeing, boy, it's fun to watch the media. They they don't want to do this. They, no one wants to acknowledge, hey, Kyrie's really freaking great. He's been, awesome. he's been awesome the last, like, what, six weeks? Yeah, he's really freaking great. It's hilarious to me to watch the media not want to go there. Offensively, he's great. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, that's that's his deal. Again, it's it's the opposite of Marcus Smart, right? When you when you add Kyrie Irving, you know, hey, I'm I'm getting an elite offensive player who's going to phone it in on defense. Yeah, and and with KD, you're getting an one of the one of the greatest offensive players in the history of the game, who's going to try on defense and can do some certain things on defense. But now look, there's there's limitations there, and well, if he I mean, busts his ass on defense, suddenly he puts himself in a position to get hurt. And you don't need him hurt because in a playoff series, for them to win, he's got to give you 30 to 35 a night, period. Then with the Cavs, like, you too, know. Too young. I, they're not, I, they're not I, there I, yet. I mean, to me, it's just like I I don't know. I can't. I've, I've tried to do this. I can't think of an example of a team that was essentially just put together in this fashion. I mean, you can even make the argument, well, will LeBron go into the heat? But it's like, well, they – they didn't win a title their first year. You know what I mean? And also that's, I don't know that to me, this quote unquote super team is very different than that super team. And you know, we just haven't seen it. All right. So then you go to the West. I think Denver's really freaking good, Yep. but we've not seen a team play through a five. And I understand he is a different type of five. We've not seen a team play through a five and win a championship really. And what since Shaq really? Oh, uh, that's good. Oh, that's good. Because yeah. Giannis is a different animal. He's and he's closer to Giannis than he gets credit for. But but yeah, you're right. He's a him. He's a traditional. He's he's a traditional five. He's he's an Akeem Olajuwon sort of five. Yeah, because you're not counting Dirk in that. No, no. Dirk was Dirk a, a Dirk was a three yeah. slash four. And again, I you know, but also they've had health issues. All right, so then you go to Gri the Grizzlies. 
the Grizzlies, have, it's been shown at this point, other than Desmond Bain, they do not have a shooter. And if Danny Green <laughs> Dylan, is that – Dylan Brooks says hello. <laughs> well, Dylan is a, is a shot taker. Yeah. An elite shot taker. But, you know, he's an inconsistent shot maker. But you also have to – like, that's the other thing that Grizzlies fans don't acknowledge. Like, I understand Dylan Brooks is a lot like late-stage Andy Kennedy where – he gave his detract. He gives his detractors and his supporters all the ammo they need. So, like, you know, Dylan is a Rorschach test. Like, you will see whatever you want to see. But the thing that always gets left out from Dylan haters is if he's not on the floor, they don't have a perimeter defender. Yeah, the times that I watch Memphis, I always think they're a three and D guy away, and they- that's their. You know, that's the the hope is that Danny Green is that. Is that a wise hope? I don't know. They have more information than I do. I would also say this, like back to like my biggest complaint about how we cover the cover the NBA like GMs. Who are you going to go get? I mean, there's not there's not just a ton of great value on the on the trade market. Well, typically when you are buying at the trade deadline, you are going to overpay. And also, we need to figure out a way to get OG Ananobi's agent because people have convinced themselves now because of scarcity. He is a very good player. But, I mean, holy hell, I, I mean, people are acting like this is LeBron sitting up in Toronto. Yeah, I heard people in Oklahoma City yesterday talking about going out after OG. And it was like, wait, you're going to press the button now for OG Ananobi? Why? And, and at the end of the day, they won't because Sam Presti's not listening to, to Thunder Media. But goodness, I mean, he's not he's not winning somebody a title. I mean, that's kind of the other problem with the NBA. I feel like NBA's got more groupthink in coverage than any of the other sports. And I think part of it is because what is in what's actually like implied is hey i don't actually watch all the basketball but i know this guy watches all the basketball so i'm just going to kind of parrot what he says yeah well it's because it's really hard as you well know it's really hard to know the ins and outs of 30 teams correct especially when there's this many games and and played you know it's not like the nfl where okay essentially you're playing all of the games in four windows a week right that's just not the way that it works in the nba but it does seem to me like, uh, and I understand why people like him, and I think he's fine too, but I'm not like, I don't think Zach Lowe hung the moon like some people do, but it seems like he has a, it seems like he has a very, very uh, heavy weight of of determining what people think are good ideas for what fixes a team. The other teams in the West that are interesting, because always... Dallas is interesting because Luka's on the floor. They're not going to win the title, but if you told me they won a series and knocked somebody out, I'm like, oh, I see it. They, I mean, he does it almost every year. I'm more interested in Dallas this summer. Well, they've got to address it. They're they're I letting they they're letting his prime. He's and he's got lots of prime left, but they're 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 wasting years. I, I also give Cuban credit. Cuban's not exactly got a reputation of sitting around and trying to do nothing. I do think they had to clear off. Like, this was just going to be a quote-unquote lost year because of what they had to clear out. 
Let's shift to the NFL before people get angry at us. Um, before. Yeah, that's true. Where do you want to start? You want to start AFC, NFC? I mean, I think we have to start with how healthy is Mahomes? He walked off the podium looking perfectly fine yesterday, and then I watched some practice video, and look, it's just warm-ups and straight lines. But he... No, I, okay, I did the same thing. So my question was, surely he didn't take a tortall shot for practice, right? No, he doesn't need the practice. So, well, hold on. Nail, hold Nail, on. Nail's grimacing over let me, here. Let me hold think, on. Let me think a minute. I mean, if we want to put on ten full hats, first off, again, it's it's obviously a big story because of you know we all saw him get hurt, but like that's the most Chiefs practice footage I've seen since training camp. Well, now that's a good point. What's his injury report status yesterday? He went full, through full full it practice, was just full, okay, full participation. Normal. I okay. don't know that you look beyond what you're trying to put out to the media. They've lost three straight games to the Bengals, and in all three of those games, the Bengals defensively fooled him. So I think this might be the one team in the NFL that no, he, he can't skip practice. And if you've got to give him a shot to get through practice so that he can get some reps, since. Cincinnati, what's his name, Lou Anarimo or whatever his name is, has thrown plans at him three times in a row that have baffled him in the second half. It's not even necessarily the plan. Really what it is is this, Neil. I think they're the only team that can take away Kelsey. And you see... Hey, and they're getting getting flowers back. I mean, Taylor is is hinting, Zach Taylor is hinting that flowers is, is, is going to return. And if he does, he's the one guy in that secondary that is big enough, physical enough to kind of negate. I mean, the, their biggest deal is they take away Kelsey. And you see with Mahomes, so much of his game is in extending the drives, the throws the throws that you have to make to just keep something alive. It's, you know, Kelsey blocks, 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 blocks. And then at the last second, he flips around and then there's nothing but space for him. And then he, you know, picks up a first down. Well, the Bengals, what they do well is they, I don't know if you necessarily take him away, but they limit him. And then after that, all they really do is they kind of man up and they just play, they play big boy football to Neil's point. Like they just kind of man up and they put a safety in the middle and they say, go get him. But I, I don't know. Like, is there a doctor on the board? Like if you do a toward all shot on Wednesday, can you do one on Sunday? I mean, I assume. I think you can. I mean, the one on Wednesday is going to get him through Thursday. Yeah. Here's what here's what is very obvious. He definitely took one at halftime on Sunday. No doubt. I mean, that's a hey, you go back and watch that replay. It's a wonder he didn't break something. Well, it was honestly. Did y'all see the Tony Pollard injury? Yeah, yeah. It looked the exact same to me. And Pollard breaks breaks it. What is tibula? Yeah. It looked the exact like the 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 angle. Everything looked the exact same to me. And, I mean, to me, like this is. Like, this is the question. Because the other thing is, even though he got the shot in the second half, man, guys, some of the throws were like, oh, he can't he can't feel his foot. So, like, the the things that he's used to doing, like, it was just kind of off. I mean, he's still Patrick Mahomes. He's still Patrick Mahomes. And I can't reiterate this strongly enough. I've watched every snap of all three of the games that they've played against each other in the last calendar year plus a couple of weeks. The Bengals have They've not dominated the games, but they have not allowed Patrick Mahomes to go off and be Patrick Mahomes. 
Well, they kind of did in the first half last year, and then. That's what uh, I mean, but they made some adjustments, settled in, and he did nothing in the second half of that game. I, I agree with you on that, but then, I mean, to me, that whole game flipped when Andy Reid mismanaged the clock right before the half. I'm not sure the Bengals win if they go down 28-3. Well, that's true. Or, and honestly, even I don't even know what really happens if it was 24-3, but nonetheless, like, they survived it, but that doesn't, that doesn't, ex- what about the other two times? I mean, to me, that that's kind of the thing with the Bengals is, you know, at a certain point, maybe we got to do the math here on, okay, well, the the only full year they built an offense around him at LSU and they let him let him essentially just go. Well, he put up the greatest single season we've ever seen a quarterback have. His rookie year, he gets hurt, but you can kind of tell even on the rookie year, you're like, all right, maybe maybe last year wasn't a fluke. Last year, he goes all the way to the Super Bowl, and I think he's about three-tenths of a second from being able to hit Chase for a touchdown yeah. to win the Super Bowl. And look, and they're, then, a, they're a questionable call on Logan Wilson on a third down play from being one play away from being Super Bowl champs. Sure. They were and, really close. And he had the lead in the fourth quarter. You know what I mean? Like, And so here we are again. Like, I don't know. Maybe at a certain point, we just kind of got to recognize, like, yeah, this guy, maybe he doesn't have all all of he doesn't have all the physical gifts that you got to have but he's got enough of them and holy hell he is just i mean he's a sociopath guys like he's just so he's he, a, like a legitimate killer and he's got some serious weapons i don't think people come i don't think people because they get so hung up rightfully so on the Bengals offensive front i don't think they understand that the the weapons that he has go so far beyond Jamar Chase and T Higgins Hayden Hurst is an absolute beast at tight end. Um, Boyd in the middle. Uh, Joe, know he had the yips. He was a high school pitcher and and got drafted, and he had the yips. Hurst, like football, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Um, sixteen, the 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 white guy, the kind of possession receiver. I can't think of his name. He's been terrific in the second half of the season. Well, that was I can't was it Amendola? Someone was on the the morning show yesterday. And they, he was talking about like how Tom Brady, Tom Brady kept a bunch of like unathletic white guys employed and made them millionaires. And he, his point is like, he's like this, when everyone's to do the Brady Burrow comparisons, he's like, everyone's leaving out the fact that like Burrow's already starting to have his, you know, Amendola's, his Welker's, his, you know, his, his, his unathletic white guy that he's going to turn into, you know, a 12 year vet. A quick reminder that Morgan Wallen is bringing his one night at a time tour to Bald Hemingway Stadium. That's April 22nd and April 23rd. Tickets for both nights still available. Start at just $78. To purchase those, you can visit morganwallen.com. The podcast also brought to you by the Ole Miss Athletics Foundation. Remember your national champion baseball team back for another exciting year of Ole Miss baseball. Show your support for their efforts on the field this season by signing up for the Pledge Per Win and Pledge Per Home Run campaigns. Donations are charged every Monday. They're allocated into your blue priority point total and are up to 90% tax deductible. So sign up today, give to athletics.com slash donate or call the Ole Miss Athletics Foundation at 662-915-7159. Podcast also brought to you by Prime Shrimp. PrimeShrimp.com, seven different flavors available for you. You can get everything from their newest option, the New Orleans-style barbecue. It is my new favorite. The signature is a favorite as well. Very versatile options. 
the full meals in a bag, the garlic herb butter, the French Quarter Alfredo, or the Simply Shrimp, so you can season yourself for those with a few more discerning of a palate. But either way, you get it shipped directly to your door, and in fewer than 10 minutes, freezer to plate with Prime Shrimp. Use code MPW for $20 off your first order. Again, primeshrimp.com. We've been telling you the last few days, it is king cake season with Johnston Hill Creamery, johnstonhillcreamery.com. Let them help you out with a king cake from now. All you need is 24 hours notice. You call up. They've got some new flavors. They've got their uh, their cheesecake flavor, which was a huge hit. The pecan praline, the new blueberry cheesecake, all the different options there at Johnston Hill Creamery. All their cheeses locally and in-house every day. Order right online. Go to their Instagram page, johnstonhillcreamery.com. Com. Podcast also brought to you by G&M Pharmacy, 662-236-2222. They deliver locally in the Oxford area and they offer medicine to fill your prescriptions the same day each month and take care of you. One trip to the pharmacy, one delivery, and you have everything you need when you need it with G&M. You can also transfer those medications. You can do that easily. You make one phone call. They take care of the rest. G&M, Tyson Drugs, 662-236-2222. So when you face them, like you have decisions to make as a defensive coordinator when you when you face the Bengals offense, and and they're not easy because every single choice that you make, there's a there's a uh, what was that show the, the you know no you whammies know. no whammies every <laughs> there's lots of whammies on the board, and so when you when you like okay let's 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 keep spinning you go after Burrow if you don't get him you're gonna pay he's really good in the pocket. He's his his awareness is amazing, and if you double uh, chase, you bracket him the whole game. Well, now you got to go one on one against Higgins, who's a one for at least twenty NFL teams. And and if you if you play straight against Chase, he's going to get you because he's such a Slayton's name. That's very offensive to me. <laughs> I I just. I just think they're I think they're really difficult to defend. They're a much better offensive team this year than they were a year ago. It does also prove, and this is like in the end, while I'll always just be a football guy at heart, it just shows how stupid we are. If you lose the first two games of the year, we're like, done, done. You're you're out of here. Like, get him out of here. Get him out of here. D- despite the fact that they what, they won nine games to close the year, they've won eleven straight. You know what I mean? Yeah, and if you go back to those first two games, they could have well, easily won those games. Well, it, first off, their quarterback had his appendix removed during camp. After it ruptured. Correct. Then they lost their deep snapper, and they were snapping with their tight end. And it Otherwise, they beat the Cowboys. That's what the, cost them that and, game. Well, they definitely beat the Steelers. Yeah. I mean, they just it was stuff. Stuff happened to them. But Joe, Joe was Joe was like, Kind of an idiot that game. Remember, he threw like six picks in the first, six or seven picks in the first two games. So who do you who do you like in this one? So this is the other question though that I do have. Are we sure the snow didn't help Cincy? Because I think it slowed down the pass rush, and I understand the Bills' pass rush post uh, post uh, Von Miller getting hurt has not been great, but it like it looked like that Joe could just like have a cup of coffee back there. He did, but I'm going to tell you what I think slowed the pass rush every bit as much as the snow and probably a lot more is that when you went to those backup offensive linemen, they're in the NFL for a reason. And every one of those guys are pretty big physical dudes and give Cincy a ton of credit. They went, okay, we can't finesse this week. 
Let's no, just they, they lined up and they ran the football down their throat. And they've got two dudes who can really run it. I mean, he gets lost in the shuffle, and he's not a top five NFL back, but he's right there after that, and that's Mixon. And then Samaj P. Ryan is really solid. They've got two dudes who can go get yards, and their running game is is pretty well designed. And they're they knew, hey, we can't we can't throw it forty something times today because we've got this makeshift offensive line. But Jackson Carmen's a physical dude. I mean, uh, the I can't think of his name seventy seven who came in at guard and played the whole game. He's a big physical guy. They just kind of relied on that, and that is what's interesting against KC because KC's got that elite interior pass rush. But you, well, if they have the elite interior pass rusher. Yeah. Yeah. But you can't you can't just line up and go, okay, we're we're gonna pin our ears, we're gonna pin our ears back if you know that the other team can run it on you. No, I mean, it, listen, I I bet the Bengals Sunday night. Like I, I you know what I mean? Like, was I swept up in the emotion? Maybe, but I also know what I saw. And I think people overreacted way too much to that Ravens game. When in reality, it's like, you know, the Ravens are a really physical football team. And that's a team that they're very familiar with. You know, they're division opponents. They played back-to-back weeks. I think people probably overreacted to that. And my biggest problem with Kansas City has nothing to do with kind of the makeup of their team. My biggest problem with Kansas City is I just think it's really hard to sit there and go, all right, we're just going to kind of play around for two and a half months and then Come playoff time, let's flip a switch. I just think that's easier said than done. And I think if you look at the Bengals, they've been like on the kill everyone tour for basically three months now. So I take it you like Bengals Sunday? I do like the Bengals on Sunday. I do too. I think and, the I think the NFL did them a ton of favors. I read a story yesterday about Zach Taylor and motivation and stuff. And the NFL has given them so much free motivation. And like someone in the thread says, they're they're kind of on a kill everybody tour. They just play with this chip on their shoulders. I mean, they went to the Super Bowl last year, like you pointed out a minute ago. They were they were really close to winning a Super Bowl, and for whatever reason or reasons, people are like, oh well, that was just a one time one off. And I think it's because they were ten and seven, and it's like you know. I mean, the other big problem is like we got, you know, we're we're kind of idiots in terms of like football, and you know. Burrow doesn't look like Mahomes. Burrow doesn't look like Allen. Like we looks know. like Brady. You know what, what I mean? was what was what was New England that first Super Bowl year? The Tom Brady fill in for Drew Bledsoe year. I want to say like eleven and five because you know they hosted the they hosted the wild card game against the Raiders because they won the AFC title game in Pittsburgh that year. Is that that's the two thousand one Patriots, right? Yeah, eleven and five. Yeah. God, that's so sad I can remember that. Eleven and five. Rams fourteen and two. <laughs> All right, let's talk let's talk NFC real quick. Um How can I not remember stuff that could have made me money, but I yeah. can remember what the old one Patriots record is. Well, that's like the other day on McCready and Siski, Tyler was quizzing me on the like eighty two Braves. I'm not a Braves fan, and I could name the eighty two Braves starting lineup and I was thinking to myself, uh. you know, is this, this a good look? I don't know. Is this is this the best use of of what brain power God gave me? The answer is probably not. My parents will tell you these stories about when I was a little boy. Uh, both of my parents are, you know, my dad has a doctorate basically in English. My mother has a master's plus in English, and so 
in our one of the one of my most vivid childhood memories was books. My parents had this massive bookcase um, that had all these books with just like literary books, you know, Chaucer and stuff. And they would say, "Go find whatever." And I'm like, you know, nursery school. Not, I mean, four or five years old. And I'd go find the book. And they're like, I'm sure they were thinking, God, we've got a little genius on our hands. Mm-hmm. And it turns out that I took every bit of that and just applied it to learning baseball lineups, yes. which, which was sort of wasteful now that you think well, about it. It's also like this difference of, is there a key difference between a good memory and like intelligence? Because I think I probably have a better memory than I do like just straight up intelligence. Yeah, I'm think, the same way. Oh, that's interesting. All right, NFC, since we're talking about things that are super, super important. Um I don't know. Niners, Eagles. I mean, this is like, I, I, I go back and forth. I can talk myself into the Niners. I can talk myself into the Eagles. Eagles I, by two and a half as of this morning. I do think it's a really good game. Can we learn anything that the other line has been dancing and this line has done nothing? Like this line was two and a half on Sunday night and it has just stayed at two and a half. Because on the one hand, okay, I do pay attention to that. And then last week I just decided, you know what? Maybe I'm SpongeBob SquarePants all day, but I thought there was no difference really between the Bengals and the Bills, and I was like, you're going to give me Burrow and six points? Give me the points. Yep. And it turned out that was like the easiest game in the history of the National Football League. Is it simply because the money is not moving crazy in one direction? I mean, do you have that available quickly? I mean, if you don't, no big deal. But, I mean, is, is it just simply Vegas mechanics that nothing has gotten out there for them to need to move it to, to get the sugar? But I'm – I – I don't pay attention to money splits until they open it up because I think a lot of these guys do head fakes. Okay. I think a lot of these guys lay down money to try to get the number they want. And then when it opens up, they just absolutely uh, right now it's showing 68, according to BetQL, which uses a bunch of books in Vegas, 68% of bets are on the Eagles. 33% of money are on the Niners. Okay. So right now, Eagles are kind of public. Oh, well, two to one almost. My thing with the Eagles, I want to go Eagles. Everything about it screams Eagles except this. And this isn't fair because he was phenomenal against the Giants. But San Francisco's defense is a lot different than the Giants. The Giants probably would like to get to San Francisco's defense. Can, can Jalen Hurts do it again against that defense? But, okay, I, I agree with you. And and to be clear, like I think Hertz was good enough, but like that game was just they just ran it down their throat. Like it was that was the that was the best way to lose. Your team couldn't move the ball and the other team could just literally line up and run it down your throat. Like that you know what I mean? Like yep. there's no ifs, ands, or buts. It's like we got our ass kicked. Yeah. That's great. Brock Purdy's very lucky that the other quarterback was Dak Prescott. Agreed. Because Brock was bad. Yeah. It showed. Now that Dallas defense is elite. Dallas Dallas wasted Correct. Dallas wasted a top three NFL defense this year. I mean, that game was that was as physical and like that wasn't even bad offense to a certain I mean there were there was bad quarterback play, but that was mainly just two really physical, fast defenses just getting after it. Yeah, that's Dallas Dallas knows when they when they go back and look at that film and they go back and they sit in the room, they know that Shanahan looked across the sideline. Watched Dak for a bit and said, "You know what? I don't think he can beat us. I'm not. I'm not going to let Purdy beat our. We're not going to beat ourselves here. We're right. going to be conservative. We're going to be careful. 
The punter is a weapon. Let's use him. Um, I don't think Dak can beat us. That to me, that is the greatest indictment of of Dak Prescott from that game was that Shanahan looked across and said, "I I don't think we have to score a lot." No, I mean to me, I, and I said I said this this week. The biggest problem with Dak is Dak is everything that you want your starting quarterback to be, except really good. Like in terms of being the face of your franchise, mm-hmm. in terms of how he carries himself, mm-hmm. the way he represents your the way he represents you. Like he does everything right, except he's just kind of average. Yeah, he's tough as nails. He does the pregame thing like earlier in the week where he'd sat he down with like who, unprepared. You know what I mean? Yeah, he'd sat down and I mean his interview was he could not have been more charming. He comes across exactly like you said. He's tough. He's the face of the franchise. He cares. He wants to win. All of those things. And then you get to the big game and he just doesn't win it. Sorry, I, I'm right. I'm multitasking here. I no, don't know. Good. I think I'm going to take the Eagles because they're at home. Okay. And also, I can't wait. Whenever this inevitably ends, uh, Nick Sirianni is one of the biggest asshats that we've seen in, like, decades. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's U-N-I-F-Y-D healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Yeah, I, I said that in a nice way the other day, but he it is he's he's very unlikable, extremely unlikable. He is um he's NFL Shane Beamer, except Shane's kind of like quirky and yeah, he's know, got a certain of, hokiness to him. It's okay. Yeah, yeah. this guy's just like 
it's like he's just playing to like a Philly. Exactly. He looks like he's playing a movie character to be the Eagles head coach, giving how Philadelphia and their fan right. base is exactly. and the whole deal. It's a character it's, thing. If we get Eagles, Bengals, the, the Eagles will be absolutely be the villain because the country will be ready to watch like Burrow win a title, I think. Ooh. I think so. They're likable. I mean, but that's kind of, I think then Philly will turn that into, that's exactly how they want it. Yeah, that's what they want. Which hey. And the Bengals are in this weird spot where the Bengals can't do the chip on the shoulder thing. Like, I believe in them to figure out a way to do it. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. Hey, what you got on your show today? I'm assuming we're talking Grizzlies. I've missed three <laughs> phone calls during this, but it's fine. I've been doing, I've been doing what I wanted to do. All right, okay. buddy. Appreciate your time very much as always. Mm-hmm. All right, boys. Later. Jeffrey Wright every single Thursday. Appreciate his time there on the uh, on the show. Let's see what I have up. A couple different things to just uh, catch everybody up. Moving to some other topics for the remainder of the program today because uh, we always talk about it. Last night in the SEC, Alabama surviving a scare from the Bulldogs. State played really well last night. Yep. Alabama's a little flat there in Tuscaloosa. Alabama ends up winning 66-63 with a uh, second-half comeback in uh, in that one. Quinterly with 14 to lead the tie, uh, the tide, and then Tolu Smith 15 for the uh, the Bulldogs last night. Tennessee going uh, at home, just railing Georgia last night, 70-41. to The Volunteers over the Bulldogs last night. The Vols can really defend, man. At this point, they are historically good defensively. It is. It is. It's going to give them. You know, we mentioned this like three weeks ago. It was like, hey, the numbers are so good. It's probably a fluke. I don't mm-hmm. know. They're pretty damn good defensively. When you watch them, especially when they're full strength, mm-hmm. they really defend you. Last night uh, at Auburn, Texas A&M routing the Tigers last night at Auburn Arena, 79-63 A&M over Auburn last night. Yeah, and before anybody makes this about Auburn, Auburn had won like 28, 29 games in a row at home. Mm-hmm. This is A&M. This is – I can make this Ole Miss-centric. You ready? This sure. is why when you're Ole Miss, when what's coming in a few weeks, you've also got to hire a really good basketball coach. You, you can't just hire some young dude who's up and coming. You've got to hire somebody who can compete against Buzz Williams and Bruce Pearl. Bruce Pearl is a hell of a basketball coach. Sure. A&M's just coming. Yeah, Buzz Williams doesn't suck. And, I mean, he's... And that team's good. And they, they got off to a slow start, and people went, oh, they suck. Next. Because that's what we do, because we're stupid. No, no, no. They're really, really good. Last night was about A and M. Auburn's fine. Trust me. That's not the beginning of some malaise slash slide for Auburn. That was Texas A and M announcing their presence. A and M up to number three in the SEC. They're six and one, fourteen and six overall. Struggled early. Struggled early, but their only loss in the league was at Rupp Saturday. I mean, they're going to make the tournament. Should have made the tournament a year ago. They're going to make the tournament. They're going to be. They're going to be hell. They've got a home game against Vanderbilt on Saturday because they're not part of the challenge because mm-hmm. of record over the last two years. And then just kind of two teams, including the home team at Arkansas next week. Interesting Ooh. game there for the, the the Aggies and the Razorbacks. I don't think Arkansas week. can win that game unless Smith plays. Yeah. Now if Smith plays, and the rumor is he's getting really close and is coming back. If if you add Nick Smith to that team, because they've kind of found a couple of shooters, 
Arkansas's problem early was they just couldn't make the three ball. Mm-hmm. Davis has started to make it. Pinion's getting minutes. He makes shots. You add Nick Smith to that team, a healthy, hey, I'm going to play. I'm not going to worry about yeah, my yeah. NBA stock, Nick Smith, which I'm not criticizing, by the way. When you got millions on the line, I it get is it. What it is. I get it. Sure. But, yeah, that could be a really interesting game in Fayetteville. And then – Every day, different team, same story. Florida winning last night, blowing out South Carolina 81-60 to in Gainesville last night. Castled in with 18 to lead the Gators. I mean, look, sure. South Carolina sucks, but if you're Florida, it's just a game you have to go win, and, and, they, yeah. and they did. And and um, their net, I, don't, I haven't pulled it up, but their net's in the 40s. They're, they're bubbly. They're in, they're, they, they're in the range. A, they've got a shot. And then Saturday, before I move on to some other topics, SEC Big 12 Challenge, as I mentioned yesterday, Ole Miss is in Stillwater, Oklahoma. To face the Cowboys at seven o'clock on ESPN two for uh, for that game on Saturday night. Uh, Oklahoma State coming off a loss to Texas, they're three and five in the Big Twelve. A Big Twelve that is loaded. Um, it'll yep. be a tough, 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 tough road for the SEC. But I'm just curious about that. Just off the top of your head, from a matchup standpoint, what do you like here? Go down the list. Auburn is in Morgantown, West Virginia on Saturday. Um, I, I like. I still like Auburn. Okay. Alabama at Oklahoma. Alabama's like going to smoke them. Yeah, you like them to get the Sooners on Saturday. Mm. Iowa State at Missouri. Opportunity for Missouri, obviously, there. Yeah, I should be a really I think good. I like Iowa State. but I, I think I like Iowa State. That'll be a hell of a game. That'll be fun. That place will be jammed. Kind of a couple teams bottom feeding in their own conferences, but Texas Tech far better. They're in Baton Rouge on Saturday. Um, yeah, LSU's, LSU. LSU's out. The, the, the tank is empty. Number 11, TCU at Mississippi State on Saturday. Well, look, here's the thing. I think states played their way out of contention. But if there's any, but you got to win this. Any one. thought? Like last night, it had to be going through their their mind. God, if we could pull this off, what a feather in the cap this would be. Yeah. Have that, that week, yeah, Alabama TCU, and suddenly we're back in this. Yeah, they, like just, it, they just couldn't, and it didn't happen. No. Arkansas's at Baylor, number seventeen, Baylor. Uh, it's again, it's a big, it's, 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 it's a good opportunity for Arkansas. Cause when you've got, when you've got Walsh and you've got, um, um, what's the kid with the, I can't think of his name, the, the, the point guard with the crazy hair. I'm tired today. I'm not, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not at my best. Um, when you've got those, when you've got those guys, you're, you, you've got a shot every game. Arkansas's right now without Smith, their game is so officiating dependent. Because if it's a tight game, they get in foul trouble yeah, and they can't, yeah. they can't win. Best game of the weekend on paper, uh, number 10, Texas at number four, t- Tennessee. Ooh. What time's that game? That game is at 5 o'clock on ESPN. Ah, damn it. I was hoping that would be earlier. I could plan my run around that. Yeah, 5 o'clock. That would be a hell of a game. I'd bet on the Vols. Yeah, I think so. Florida's at Kansas State. It's going to be a tough task for the Gators there in Manhattan. Mm, but doable. Gettable. South Carolina Georgia is just an SEC game that week, same as Vanderbilt and uh, and Texas A and M. That's rough. Yeah, it's in Athens. Tickets as low as twelve dollars for that game. If you would like to to get in, I bet we could find some cheaper. I can take that challenge. I bet I could find some tickets cheaper. I just think of what all I could do with twelve dollars. <laughs> I mean, a, I, mu- a month plus of rivals. Yeah, lunch. Yeah, easy, easy lunch. A lot of places for lunch there. Buy a four-pack of Ghost in the Machine and be good. Oh. Light the grill. Yeah, you know. Number nine, Kansas at Kentucky at Rupp on Saturday night. 
seven o'clock in that one. Kansas scuffling. I think they've lost maybe three in a row, something like that. They're 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 scuffling. Yeah, and Kentucky's playing well. I kind of like Kentucky there. Yeah, and then uh, the last game of the night from SEC Big Twelve Challenge, as we said, SC, uh, Ole Miss Oklahoma State. Um, hard to see the Rebels going into Stillwater and getting that one on Saturday. It it gets it got flagged because he used a bad word, but St. Weasel asked a question that I think we're going to talk a lot about over the next month. We're not going to spend a whole lot of time on it right now. Yeah, because I've I've got to formulate my thoughts and I need to learn some more. Can Ole Miss hire Chris Beard? Will you 100% look into Chris Beard? You have to. You see, you need two things. You need the legal process to play out, and then you need to know what actually happened. Both those things. Yeah. And then you take both those things, and you weigh them, and you go from there. Because he is one hell of a basketball coach. He took Texas Tech to the national final. He did. He's a hell of a basketball coach. He is good enough to at least look at it. There's no doubt. Oh, he's such a good coach that you have no you you absolutely must look at it. Yeah. And here's the truth. Here's where Keith Carter is today. The writing is on the wall. Oh, sure. And so in an ideal world, your coach announces that hey, I'm 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 going to retire at the end of the year. He's going to get his money. And you get to kind of publicly do it. But in a less than ideal world, you get to very privately go dig now. You know, you know what you have to do. You know what's coming. I don't even because th- I'm, I'm even past the barring a miracle thing. You know what's coming, and so you've got to you you've got to dig into people like him. Like I mainly he, him. Ma- it's mainly him. Yeah. I mean, Will it, Wade's not hireable. Well, Wade's going to get a, a show, a show cause. cause, and so you, you, and even if the someone told me yesterday, well, it's only going to be a one year show cause. I'm like, well, then you still can't hire him. You can't hire a guy on a one year show cause. Like, well, Auburn did it. Okay, yeah, but I don't know that Ole Miss could do that right now. And Will Wade's not nearly as likable as Bruce Pearl. <laughs> I mean, not even in the same. And so you know, when you hired Bruce Pearl, finishing out a show cause. Yeah, but you still got. The charm of Bruce Pearl, the marketability of Bruce Pearl, the the guy who could do the media stuff and could get fans excited, and, and all he had to do was just don't be stupid for a few months. And it was just hey, just yeah. wait. Well, you couldn't. He couldn't go off campus to recruit for like it was like seven months or eight months or whatever it was. Yeah, okay. Will Wade's not that guy, and that's not a criticism of Wade, who I think's a damn good recruiter. I mean, he got caught on tape doing something that everybody does. That's the that's the craziest part of this. Everybody does at that level what he does, what he did. They just caught him. They made him a target, and it is what it is. But you're right. You nailed it. The way you said that about Beard is exactly right. You've you've got to know what the legal process is going to be legally. Are the charges going to be dismissed? And it certainly appears that that's the case. And then what happened? What really happened? Because you've got to weigh risk versus reward. And then you've got to ask yourself, would he take your job? If he gets cleared legally, how many other options will he have? Mm-hmm. But what you can't do if you're Keith Carter. Yeah, simply go, nope. Is you can't go, nope, we're not going to do that. And then you look up two years from now, and he's at a school in the league, and he's kicking your ass. And you hired another mid-major who can't get over the hump. At that point, you didn't do your job. You look at it. And hey, and, and, and listen, three years ago or whatever it was, I don't think – I think there were probably people that on a personal level 
Keith Carter would have been more comfortable with than Lane Kiffin. And yet, he hired Lane Kiffin. So when people go, well, you know, Carter's not going to be the kind of guy. How do you, based on what? He's also not the kind of guy that was going to fire Mike Bianco because that's not two people that are probably pretty similar personally. Sure. And yet he was going to do it if it had to be done. Mm-hmm. We know the rest of that story, but it doesn't change the fact that it was going to happen. So when people go, well, he just wouldn't do that. I'm like, I, I don't think that's fair to Keith. I don't think that's fair to him at all. Doesn't appear to me that he's like, hey, you know, I'm going to look for someone who's a fit for me. Yeah, I, I, I also think you're underestimating how badly he wants to win. Well, amen. And with Beard, it's risk versus reward. But you're in this league, man. When you look at the coaches in this league, it's Calipari. I know they're whatever. He's still John Calipari. He's in on every major national recruit. He has one of the best recruiting classes of all time right now. Right now. It's Bruce Pearl. It's Nate Oates. It's uh, uh, Buzz Williams. Rick Barnes. I know people go second round Rick. Okay, well, they're always in the damn second round. (laughs) I mean... <laughs> I mean, just pointing that out. Yeah, they can't get past the elite eight. Well, okay. I mean, hey, yeah. You know, I mean, right. you know, I mean, it's it's Eric Musselman who's taken Arkansas to back to back elite eights. They're recruiting at a super high level right now. Um, it's it's a tough league. Sure. Even the coaches that no one talks. Mike White took Florida to the elite eight. It's a tough league. You're adding Texas. You're adding Oklahoma. I think you. I think you simply must step up and go. Hey, we're going to hire someone relevant. I, I do. I do. I, I. I don't. You can do the mid-major thing, but it's risky. It's because you have to ask what kind of staff do you have, what kind of contacts do you have, what kind of of you, how, how good are you at working the portal. How good are your NIL. how good are your your AAU connections? Can you get the elite prospect to come look at your so that you can get them sitting down with your NIL people? Can you excite people enough to raise NIL? Well, I mean, like the 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 in vogue one right now is Dusty May at Florida Atlantic, and he put that roster together creatively. But how does that translate to the SEC? Are you grabbing foreign players and plugging them? You know what I mean? Like that's yeah. I mean, what is the proof of concept for that at a high level? I don't know. I don't either. I don't have an answer, but that is the question that would you would have with somebody like him or, you know, how does Ryan Kelsey translate or any of those kind of dudes? Um, so, yeah. Kelsey reminds me in a lot of ways of Musselman, sort of. Very good at marketing. It's not fair to Musselman because he's also a hell of a coach who's got a ton of experience at a bunch of places. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've laughed at the people like, well, they he's done a shitty job this year. I'm like, well, he lost Tevin Brazil and Nick Smith Jr. I mean, they're a different team if you put those that guys. That affects on the you a little bit. When yeah. you lose your two of your arguably three best players, it, it's it's going to impact you some. I Brian was uh preparing for a podcast he's doing tomorrow. You got anything else on that before I move? I mean I'm No, I'm good. 
I laughed at this quote last night. It's from Brad Bohannon, the Alabama baseball coach. Um, Rob was preparing for something he's doing tomorrow. And uh, Bohannon, it, it is the perfect mix of optimism and resignation in the in the same quote. And I think that that counts when you're a top 25 team and you're better than you've been for sure, even though Connor Prelope and the whole that stuff, but you're Alabama in the SEC West right now. Quote, it's by far the best team we've had. I don't know what that means when you're stacking it up against the super teams that were balled out of the portal, but we've got some good players and a ton of experience. On paper, you got the whole weekend rotation back, statistically your top six hitters back. When you look at those SEC West teams that were in the College World Series last year, the one thing they had in common was position players with a ton of at-bats under their belt, 21, 22-year-olds all over the field. They also had some real bullets, which we're going to have. It was, hey, we're good, but... Um, Not more than fair. No, completely fair. It was... I can't deal with that shit over there, but sure. It's I mean <laughs> credit to the guy. And there's been some bristling in college baseball. Like you're at Alabama, you can get kids. It's like, I don't know if baseball can get the kids though. Football's not going, hey, you know, but Brad, I'll tell you what we're gonna do. We're gonna give you two million dollars for an IL. Go grab some players. <sighs> What's the the baseball thing? Is it it's there's a certain how much does it matter? Yeah. To you, it doesn't matter to their athletic department or to their fan base, even. Yeah, right. You know, frankly, softball matters more because well, they've been elite at that. Yeah. But look, they were really good last year. It was just everybody else was too. I mean, that's like about this year. I mean, we've got lots of time to get into this, but yeah. I mean, there are loaded rosters in the SEC West. No one even talks about AM. I, I stumbled into some college baseball content yesterday just reading stuff. and I mean, they've got prospects all over the field. I mean, look, you'll, you'll hear about it tonight from on Henry's guys. I talked to Joe Healy forever about, about SEC baseball for the most part. And, I mean, I'm still in from – if you listen to Brian and Colin when they did a baseball preview on the network a few, earlier, look at the SEC West. We said this the other day. It's the 2022 national champion, the 2021 national champion, two teams who finished third in the country, a team who finished fifth in the country, Alabama who's ranked – and the number one talented team in college baseball in LSU. That's your SEC West. Yeah, it's loaded. Have a good time, guys. Yeah. Which is why if you're putting futures down, put them on Tennessee to win the league because they don't play the same competition week in and week out. They get the East teams, mm -hmm. and they're going to have a higher overall record than LSU is or Ole Miss or whomever the hell comes out of that over yeah, there. Yeah, but you look at like Ole Miss. So put your future on Tennessee. Ole Miss and Texas A&M. And one of the things that gets dismissed from last year is – so Ole Miss and Arkansas end up basically playing a national semifinal. That is correct. Ole Miss was 13 and 17 in the league, 14 and 16? Uh, 14 and 16. What was Arkansas in the league? 15 and 15? 16 and 14 or 17 and 13. I don't remember which one. Because they tied A&M for the West but lost a tiebreaker, I think. Or maybe fell one game they, back. Fell a game, okay, I think fell they were 16 back. and 14. That's very possible. That's my point. Yeah. So those two teams combined, Ole Miss and Arkansas, were 30 and 30 in the league. Yeah. Ain't and no, the winner was going to win the national title either way. LSU might be so good that they'll just rush to 2021 wins, but I bet they don't. They're, I bet they don't. Yeah, not to give away tonight or get crazy into college baseball at this moment. If you can find a path of an issue for them, it's they don't have a dominant arm. Mm -hmm. It's so do you. Now they can hit. I got me. They're good. Sure, sure. But did they go five not, and five on Friday? Yeah, I'm not, I'm not like, minimizing how good. My point is, is that there's, there's going, stuff. There's going to be people that are going to go. Oh, they're going to go twenty two and eight. Maybe. 
probably aren't. And yet, when the postseason rolls around, you'll go, boy, they are they are a rolling ball of butcher knives. They are tough. And if you're Ole Miss, last thing and I'll stop, is from an SEC play standpoint, it's just survival and then winning those last four weeks, which is actually when I think Ole Miss is going to be better because they got so many freshmen, they're going to get some experience. They're, their rotation is going to be kind of weird for a little while. So it's really a lot of survival because their first six weeks of SEC play at Vanderbilt, Florida at home, at A&M, Arkansas, at Mississippi State, LSU. The first six weeks. Like no one's even talking about Florida. And they're really good. And they're a top five team. Yeah, they're really good. No one's really talking about Arkansas. And Dave Van Horn, who is not one early in seasons to go, hey, we're really good. That's not his style. They were the number two portal team in the offseason. Van Horn LSU. said Van Horn said this is the best pitching staff he's ever had. Oh. What does that mean? Who knows? My point is there's going to be a whole bunch of SC teams sitting around 15 and 15 that are threats to win the whole damn thing. That's my point. He's had a couple injuries, but you know that he has not had, I think this is right, he hasn't had a top two round pitcher drafted from his team since 2012. They've gone 10 years without a top two round arm. That's interesting. I think Ryan Stanick is the last one. Who was the kid last year that got hurt before the season? Uh, Paulette. Yeah. I mean, he would have, like, again, they had a couple guys yeah. that would have been. Yeah. But my yeah. point was, you know, like their team last year lost an ace and before the season started. Just a tough league, man. But Alabama's interesting because he's right. I mean, he's got his, he's got his rotation back, got most of his good hitters back. And they're but, old, they're experienced. I mean, we'll see. They don't have a very high ceiling. It's they're in the West. They also get the benefit of playing Kentucky and Missouri from the East. Mm-hmm. So you got to get five of those, frankly. Yeah. They'll get five. They're the team to me that ends up fourteen and sixteen, gets in because of RPI and deserve to get in probably. Mm-hmm. Fourteen and sixteen, fifteen and fifteen, and then is a MFR in somebody's regional as a two seed. I was gonna seed. say an absolute bitch of a two seed somewhere. Yeah. Yep. And then somebody goes, ah, and that's that's kind of where that sits. And you try to get hot, you know, who knows, whatever. But well, let me look at that's what happened with Ole Miss last year. They were a bitch of a three seed. Arkansas went to where Stillwater, Stillwater. as a yeah. bitch of a two seed. Yeah. I mean, you know, when those when that thing came out, obviously the Miami coach went, "This is bullshit." And yeah. and you know what, what's a holiday or whatever at Oklahoma State said, "Holy shit!" The Miami guy probably in his mind went, "Okay, I'm just going to tell myself Ole Miss is the two, and Arizona's the three. You yeah. know what I mean? We're almost like." We're just going to transpose those yeah. and act like just, it's 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 it, it, it's whatever. But it's only going to get more distinct from here, as NIL kicks in, as the scholarship thing goes away, they get to twenty five or whatever it's going to be. Here we go. You're going to see four or five superpowers. I've said it consistently, and I'm right. Feels right. Yeah, I'm right. I miss a lot. I don't, I'm not missing this one. Because if you go to any of those campuses and you go look at their facilities, what they've committed to baseball at Texas A&M, at Ole Miss, at LSU, at Arkansas, at Texas, I assume, the guys that are in those programs, the facilities are nicer than anything they'll have again until they get to the major leagues. Yeah. And then the money, the salaries. Anyway, <laughs> uh, one thing here, because I just keep getting asked this. I know that they're still doing 
all the construction stuff at Swayze. Um, it's an ADA ramp that's outside the stadium getting in right there. It is delayed a lot. I don't know, like two to three months. Um, it is what it is. There's some frustration about that, but it is not impacting anything from an ingress egress standpoint once the season begins. So if you're coming in in that area, you can still come through that area. It will not actually impact where you are moving through. Um, just heads up. I know people worry about things for whatever reason. So there's there's that. People worry about stuff. Uh, yeah, stewing would be more of a a way to put it. But yes, that is true. Uh, I guess we'll, we can bookend here um, because I found this story interesting this morning. It actually was enough of a teaser to make me click on it. If you just not even about NBA as much as business, but talking about how there's a lot of talk in the NBA about Bob Myers, the executive of the Golden State Warriors, leaving Golden State at the end of the year and the the downtrend impact that that would have on their roster, potentially coaching staff all the way through um, because he's somewhat frustrated by salary um, to the point that he – it appears that the Warriors have even kind of like lied in some quotes about where he is placed. They've said he's has a top three salary. He wants to be frankly number one because of what he's built over the last decade. And they said he's more like six to eight, um, somewhere in there. And they think that it is, uh, it is likely he either gets out of the business all the way around, or he becomes an executive free agent in the, uh, in the off season, most likely teams for that. Should that happen? Wizards, Suns, Knicks, and Clippers are the mm. four that have, uh, the popped up the most there for Bob Myers. But they're talking about he's really tight with that core group of players and that there could be considerable change if Myers left the GM spot there in Golden State. I mean, I think their window's closed. Well, when they're 500 right now, even after the win last night. So, yeah. He's done a hell of a job. He also benefited greatly from a loophole in the NBA that came at just the right time for them to add Durant. And I know they won a title without Durant and they won a title on the other side of Durant, but they won a couple with Durant that really solidified that time frame. But that's me being bitter. What's the urgency on the Bengals? Because they get in on this last year of Burroughs rookie contract to maximize this before the roster has to be turned over to some extent because you can't afford to do what they're doing. Well, it's interesting. Obviously, there is some urgency. Because, look, you're, as you well know, being a Saints fan. You get an opportunity, take it. You don't always you, – you, you can't you can't guarantee that you'll be back. That being said, I read some stuff out of Cincinnati yesterday. It was pretty interesting about Burrow. There are a lot of informed people there who believe Burrow is going to go more of the Brady route as it pertains to contracts. Taking less than what he could take on the provision that you spend it on guys that can stay around and help me. Interesting to follow. It will be interesting to watch. Look, if Justin Herbert and Joe Burrow both want to go get 51, 52 million, they can. But when you do it, you hamstring your front office to a degree. Now, you've earned it, especially in Burroughs' case. Be interested to see how much they take. Now, they're going to get paid because you're an idiot not to go get paid. But do you take any level of discount you, to keep your team together? Do you take 45 instead Just of 52? Change the way it's structured, all that kind Ch- of stuff. And 
the informed speculation around the Bengals is that is exactly what Burrow's going to do after the season. Take a little bit of a restructure it in a way to to be careful. To give them more flexibility. Ole Miss women back tonight uh, facing Mississippi State in uh, in Oxford. It's 8 o'clock Central SEC Network for that one. The Bulldogs 15-5 and five. overall, 4-3 and three in the SEC. And Ole Miss 16-4, and 5-2, and two, coming off two straight losses to Alabama and Auburn into tonight. Ole Miss, uh, I don't know the last time they did it, but trying to sweep the series against State for the first time in a long time. Whatever that whatever that number is, I know they won in Starkville for the first time since two thousand seven. So at least, uh, well, I guarantee you, they know in Starkville because you hear that at the freaking <laughs> high school soccer games. So I was like, "Good God, really?" They were like touting like the home of the back to back three time Magnolia Cup. Like, oh, really? Oh, yeah. I'm like, it's a boys' soccer game. High they were sc- bringing the state thing. In? Yeah, it's a high school boys' soccer game. It was played at Mississippi State, so. That's kind of yeah, yeah. Because the Bengals have to pay Jamar Chase too. They will. Well, yeah. I mean, I assume. Yeah, Burrow letting him walk. Chase has said as long as Burrow's with him, he's staying. By the way, there was nothing wrong with the Bills dude said yesterday. Not a that thing. quote was completely accurate. Well, you know where you know where I'm about to go. Because he was asked something about, hey, do you have to do different things to see how the Bengals have put weapons around and wide receivers or whatever it was phrased, basically mean like, do you have to copy some of what the Bengals are doing to keep up? And he, he gave a really long, detailed answer, but mm-hmm. the soundbite everybody pulled is, we don't want to suck bad enough to get Chase. Yeah. Well, yeah, you don't want to give years away where you have to be a top five pick to get that level of player out of the draft. Because he goes, I'd love to have him. But- sure, of course. It's not... It's not, hey, um, Jamar Chase sucks. No. no. He's like, he's an elite player. But to get him, you have to have one of the first two or three picks. And he pointed out the truth, which is, you know, the Bengals are benefiting right now from having an elite quarterback on a rookie-scale deal. Of course. Nothing. I, we do this in our field. We bitch about people not talking, and then they talk, and we bitch about what they say. He gave you Exactly what you need. We gave you a great answer that you could write four things off of. Because he's right. Everything he said is right. The Bengals have Jamar Chase on a rookie scale deal. The Bills have Stefan Diggs on a massive deal. Which he pointed out. Because we're paying Stefan a lot of money. He, He told the truth. One of the things I love about pro sports is it's a business. They acknowledge it's a business. And they tell you about it. Cool. And then people are, oh, he shouldn't have said that. Why not? The Bills don't want to become a bottom three team for two years so that they can go add pieces. No, they're going to have to do it a different way. And the Bengals did what you're supposed to do when you are at the bottom. Eat it and do well in the draft. And they did. There was a lot of pressure on the Bengals the year that they took Jamar Chase to take Panay Sewell. A ton of pressure to take Panay Sewell. And Joe Burrow kept looking at him and going, take Jamar Chase. And so they said, you know what? We took you with the number one pick. You're our franchise quarterback. We're either going to sink or swim with you, and if that's who you want, we're going to do it. And they did it, and so far it's paid off. But the Bengals had to really suck to get the first pick and suck again to get the, was he the third pick, second pick, fifth pick? Fifth pick. 
And when you get the fifth pick, you can't bust. And they didn't. No, it hit. So that's that's what it's about. Is there any update on Rashada? He has not chosen a school yet. Not that I've seen. What do you think his actual NIL NIL deal will be when he chooses the new institution? Couple, not thirteen million. Couple million, if that. That's Mark. another one I got right, by the way. I get a lot wrong. So here lately, when I get one right, I'm gonna be like, "Hey, I got that one." Yeah, gonna just write it down. Last was it March, April when that started happening? I kept saying, "Watch this guy. This is this this is the one." It's- when he came to Oxford and they did all the thing, and you kind of went, "Yeah, there's some stuff here." If any, if anything, if Lane wants this cat, you need to be like his number two choice when he when all the hell hits the fan, and then see where yeah. where, it, where it ends. Because I was like, "This is going. To, this this guy's going to be a recruit. We're going to be talking about for a while." Because it wasn't about Arch, because you know what Arch's deal was. And it wasn't about I am Oliva, because his deal was kind of already done. It was this guy. Here's the guy he really wants. He can't get him. And the week before, when he took his official visit to Arkansas, and he put that tweet out. I thought that tweet was just so telling that day. And had all the people push back, you're talking about Arkansas. It's like, no, I'm talking about his tweet that happened to happen at Arkansas. Let's talk business. Yeah. And I was like, okay. Let's talk. And that's what this is going to be about. And here we are months later, and it was all it's all about business. And at the end of the day, he trusted the wrong people. There's two things that are going to come out of the Rashada thing. One, when these kids sign these contracts, they almost have to have a legal team to make sure that they're binding. And then they're not. And then two, these collectives. All over the country, Florida is the one that's in the crosshairs, but when you make these promises, what happens when you don't fulfill them? What happens down the road when you can't fulfill promises made by collectives and NIL deals? Last thing, and I mean, it's no big deal. I mean, everybody's fine with it. It's not whatever, but hit the news yesterday. Brian Kelly overpaid by a million dollars this season because they made duplicate payments to him and his LLC that some of the money goes into as well, apparently. I mean, I don't, again, nobody was necessarily trying to steal anything, I don't think. But is it not a little weird that over the course of six months, none of Kelly's accountants or anybody went, hey, um, the exact same payment is doing this here? Yeah. Like, because LSU, it took till November to find it after they started doing it in May. Just, hey, there's an extra 300 grand a month. So what are the, is he paying it back or what? They've changed how much he's getting over the next like few months to offset it or whatever. Okay. Yeah, they said it will be completely cleared up by the end of twenty twenty three. He's like, whatever. I'm making so much. Of this. Well, that's kind of the point too. Is yeah. you just lose a million bucks in the course of this yeah. thing the way it was <laughs> the way it was working out. <laughs> but I kind of read it and went, hold on a minute. There's an accountant somewhere that saw this. You would think maybe he was too afraid to say something, or I don't know. Hey. I don't know. Because it's the exact same amount, just in... Yeah. Who knows? I'll stop there. I don't know. Uh, okay. So you're you're basically 10 on both games this weekend. Uh, nine I, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a nine to a nine and a half on the NFC game, and I'm... You're, you're as high I'm as you as can go. I'm as far as you can go. On Which that. one's first? NFC's first. AFC's at 530. So yeah, I'm 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 dialed in. All good. All good. 
I didn't even see a. I, I, maybe somebody in the stream knows the answer to this. I could find it in two seconds if I look for it. Golf went Wednesday to Saturday this week. I wonder if it was to avoid going head up on the NFL. On I Sunday. think so. Was it? Yeah. Yeah, which is smart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they're just certain days that you go, yeah. hey, the Kings playing. Yeah. Championship Sunday is one of those days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll start on Wednesday. Like, if you're going to so, play an NBA game on Sunday, put it up. Play it at 11 a.m. Yeah, yeah. Get it out of the way. Yeah, play. You're, you might, maybe. Well, because it's like kind of a tradition with golf every year. They do the waste management out in Scottsdale the week of the Super Bowl, but it finishes like 45 minutes before, and it's yeah. like a seamless thing going yeah. into the Super Bowl. And everybody kind of like, you know, that's the crazy event on the PGA Tour and all that, so it kind of party atmosphere, and you go straight into the, the deal. And Is it out there again this year? Because the Super Bowl's out there. I would assume, but I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I would. I, I have not seen where that is not when the uh, that tournament is. Let's see. Waste Management Open is February 9th through 12th. Is February as well Super Bowl? Yeah. Okay. There you go. There'll be a party out there. It will be. Uh, yep, February 12th, 5:30 p.m. for the uh, for the Super Bowl. So, a shout out to my guys at uh, Oxford High, the Chargers. We didn't get it done last night, but the boys played hard. I was proud of the guys. Seriously, I was really proud of them. It was it, you get you play against a team that's good as Clinton. I know nobody by cares. far the best team We're, in the state. By far the best team in the state. They're, if if there are ten teams better in the country, I'd like to. I don't want to see them. <laughs> um, but when it's clear you're 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 going to get beat, and you're getting kind of physically pushed around, and you don't quit, good for you guys. Played hard till the final whistle. And got a really up close look of what where you're trying yep. to get. I yep. mean, that's that's yep. You get an off season of man, it's right in front of you. Well, and I, I'll also say this. I mean, I, I, this isn't kissing ass, and we're at the end of the podcast. So if you're still here, you're here. Um, says something about your coaching staff when a game ends, when it finally ends, and you've known for at least thirty minutes that you weren't going to win, and there's that many tear teary eyes. It means people care. It meant something to me. So. Shout out to my guys. We uh, hand raise guys tonight, pre-recorded. Um, yeah, you've got your interview. Yeah. I'm talking to Jeff Johnson of O State Illustrated here in a minute. We're going to briefly talk Oklahoma State, Ole Miss basketball, and then I'm going to get into Spencer Sanders with him. Like, what, what, who is he? What happened? The plan is for Spencer Sanders to be here in the spring. He has been admitted into the university. Um, I know there's some questions about some credits and exactly what's going to happen with him. Look, typically these things get worked out, so that's the way you operate barring something crazy, but it's it has been a complicated matter, which is why it's been a little more strange in the way it's been communicated and whatnot. Is it's, I mean, frankly giving them a break it's kind of hell on admissions departments because you're doing so many transfer equivalencies and all these different things so operate under the impression that spencer sanders will be here for in the spring competing and when you with say we'll guys. be here you mean you mean going through spring football and that is what i mean yes classes, N- normal right early enrollee everything that would be involved in that so but that's kind of where that thing sits right now is uh that leads into jeff johnson tonight well and one of the things that you kind of you kind of wonder about when a guy he's been at Oklahoma State for four years, so presumably he's at like a hundred hours credit. Or it's a lot of stuff, yeah. Because you here's the deal on that, just from base working knowledge, is it's not simply you have to have hours in general. You also have to be toward a degree progression. So those hours have to be 
in certain ways so that you're wherever you would be in your normal academic pursuits to obtain a degree on schedule. That is the other part of academic eligibility that it plays a role. That's what hit Jordan Wilkins. Yeah. Jordan Wilkins had hours, but they they messed up the way to get him to his progression the way it should be, which cost him a season. And Oklahoma State and Ole Miss are two completely different academic institutions, and yeah. that's where I'm a little curious if that's yeah. something they're it's having. It's not to... apples to apples on how this class does this and how this class does this. No, it's apple farming to <laughs> engineering the apple. Yeah, right. It's two different things. <laughs> yeah, so it's not a criticism of either one. Yeah, it's they're different. I mean, it's just it's just it's different schools. Yeah, Ole Miss to State, Ole Miss to Auburn, Oklahoma State, Oklahoma State. They would all be like yeah, this. Yeah, so, so I'm just kind of curious. Yeah, so again, operate that it's probably okay, but there is work to be done there, and that is why it has been a little different to this point on what you're uh, on what you're hearing. So we will have McCready and Siski at two o'clock. It's going to be a quicker show today. Um, Got to get rolling, so we'll 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 dive into the NFL games and maybe a couple other things. It'll be a shorter than usual show but yes we'll be on at two o'clock so we will talk to you soon hand raise guys tonight mccready and siski today take care have a good weekend everyone is talking about magnesium it's all you hear about but why what do we know about magnesium well magnesium is the number one mineral that 75 percent of americans are deficient in if you are a woman over 35 magnesium will help you rediscover balance energy and vitality Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.